You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. The Blackberry's curse! It's here! Where do you think it's taking us? It doesn't matter. Wherever we end up, we're gonna win. This is a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast. A Poppy Chulo Radio and iTunes exclusive. Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, May 15th, 2017, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit ABC series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-hosts, Brittany Garcia. Hello, everyone. I'm not as cheery, but I'm so excited to talk about this episode with you guys. All right, and maybe a little more cheerier, Katie. I am cheerier. Hi, guys. I am really excited to talk about the episode with you all. Awesome. So let's get into it. Let's dive into our recap of Season 6. Episode 21, which was titled The Final Battle, Part 1, and aired May 14th, 2017. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Henry awakens to a cursed storybook and discovers Emma has been in the mental hospital and the Black Fairy is the new mayor. Henry attempts to help Emma regain her memory, while Gold tries to find out what really happened to Belle. Meanwhile, Snow, Charming, Regina, Zelina, and Hook 
are trapped in a crumbling fairy tale land and desperately try to figure out a way to be reunited with Emma and Henry. Boom, 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 boom. All right, let's get into it. Let's get your initial reaction to the final battle part one, the first hour of the two hour Once Upon a Time season six season finale. And we'll start off with hopefully she's ready. Katie. I am ready. Surprise. <laughs> um, well, this first section was so great. Um, we finally got an alternate universe that um, a lot of people has actually speculated about um, for quite a long time. Because um, a lot of people were always like, well, what would happen if Emma woke up and, or like, an episode begins where Emma like wakes up and they're like, it was all a dream. And we kind of got that. And it, I, I'm, I'm glad that we did because I liked the way that they went about it. I loved it a lot. I loved seeing all of the callbacks to season one. There are so many parallels and it was just, it was done very well. I loved it. Awesome. What about you, Brittany? I thought it was good. It was a good way to get us pumped up for uh, the whole entirety of the two-hour special. Um, I really, like, like Katie, I like that there were so many parallels. And I mean, with the way a lot of interviews were, were talking about the ending of season six, it sounded a lot like, you know, the final season, if not the final um, showing of the some most of the main characters. So it only made sense that it would go back to the pilot or at least most of season one's big plot lines. And I think one of my favorite things that they did in this finale is have Henry come back and be a major player in the way that he's always been. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, Emma's the main character or Snow and Charming and even Regina. But I feel like Henry's always been like kind of a heart of the show, which, you know, Emma is as well. But I feel like Henry's the one who made her believe. So in a way, it all traces back to him. And I'm really glad that they focused on that for this episode. And um, I liked a lot of the things they did. But I also have a little bit of criticism. A little bit. But oh my don't, goodness. But don't worry. <laughs> it's mostly more me than it is the episode. But overall, it was a, it was good. Solid episode. All right now, so I'm going to continue the kudos fest minus uh, Brittany's uh, persnickety-ness. I'm going to say it was overall very good. Like, I was so worried going into this, and uh, I was satisfied with what I viewed. Was this season rushed? Yes, we've discussed that before, and I'm sure we will be discussing it again. But besides sort of like the rushiness to it, I thought it was a fun adventure. This uh, part one was the darker hour, just because we wake up to a twisted storybook, because our hero is in such uh, dire straits. 
but uh, I loved, as both of you mentioned, the callbacks to season one. We really did come full circle with this episode, and uh, or at least we started to with the first hour, and then into the second hour we went like completely full circle, and I enjoyed it. Like, I, I really did. So I'm excited to chat with both of you about the episode. But before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of Once Upon a Time, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. Alright, let's get into it. A quick shout out to the opening title card, which featured a monorail scene in the forest. More on that in our second recording. If you listen to our podcast, we usually go pretty much in some sort of order, like, you know, we do flashbacks or or things like that first, and, and then we uh, break down via you know each storyline this time it's going to be a little bit different we're pretty much going to go sort of in the order of the show just because so much happened i will say though we will save a certain storyline that was teased uh in this episode until our uh recap and review and dissection of part two and uh you know what that scene is if you watched it. And if you haven't watched the episode, you should put us on pause and go watch it so that you know exactly what we're talking about. I'm just saying. Right, Katie? Right. Okay. (laughs) I love when I catch Katie off guard. (laughs) Because Katie's like, am I supposed to say right? Yes, Katie. Right. Yes. You got it right, Katie. (laughs) Okay. So let's just dive into the episode. So we pick up exactly where we left off we see the black smoke we see everyone get wrapped up in it and we hear emma say you know basically no matter where we are you know we are going to beat this curse so we wake up and uh, the first person that we see is Henry, and Henry's the only person that has remained on the rooftop setting of uh, the wedding, and he has his storybook 
in his hands and he starts searching for his family because it's he's he remembers he knows exactly what happened and he runs into Archie and he's like Archie you know what's going on you know do you remember like is everyone okay and Archie has been cursed obviously as is the rest of the town and Henry realizes that he's the only person that remembers what happened that basically they were just at a uh, wedding and uh, Archie much like in season one is like oh you know you can't talk about curses you know I thought you were getting better with our sessions and all this kind of stuff and so uh, once Henry is like you know where is my mom and uh, Archie tells him you know where she's been she's been in the exact place that she has these past two years and we see emma committed to the psych ward and she's painting swans and uh she's in this curse brought a new psych ward because she's in a much i don't want to call it a fancier psych ward but it's certainly a much prettier one than the one that we're used to maybe it's that huge. this has always existed and we just didn't know or this is this, like a mental hospital. Yeah, this is like a complete itself. hospital itself. Yeah. So it's not like a psych ward. So this new curse brought a mental hospital. At least the severe nurse got a... I'm assuming she got a pay upgrade, maybe. Because <laughs> it's not just a ward. It's like a hospital. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully. But our girl is there. She leads... Uh, Henry to Emma, and uh, this is where uh, Henry sort of gets a breakdown of, like, the curse. Like, Emma ha is in the psych ward because he she believed him. If we rewind all the way back to season one, apparently this curse's crux is the fact that Henry ate the apple turnover it was uh, in fact poisoned uh, like poison poisoned and he was sick and uh, that's where uh, sick for weeks I should say and that's where Emma realized you know everything that Henry was building up about fairy tales and this that or the other was a lie and so Emma was committed because she was so deep in that belief and uh, she's trying to get better by basically no longer believing in fairy tales and, and that kind of thing. And so Henry's there trying, like telling her about, you know, this is the Black Fairy's curse and this, that, or the other. And, and Emma's really not believing him. Like, she's like, kids, stop, you know, stop talking about curses and this or that or the other. And uh, he's trying to ask her, you know, where are Snow Hook and, and Charming? And Emma's like, no, you know, you need to stop. You know, you're, you're, you were getting better and I'm getting better and we can't discuss this. She's had so much progress and he's had so much progress. They can't go back. But Henry is like, you know, trying to tell her more and, and trying to help her realize that she is cursed. But Emma really isn't having it at all. And then the nurse stops on by with um, some pills, her meds. And Henry's like, no, don't take the meds. You know, this is what she's using to control you. And uh, 
Emma is, takes the meds anyway. Henry opens the book and shows her the little um, symbols that he had written. And he's like, the final battle is about to begin. but And you need to start believing. But Emma is like, you know, sorry, nurse. You know. And Emma's once again reiterates, you know, you need to stop this. You need to stop this. So, while all this is happening, Fiona, the Black Fairy arrives she is now mayor and she is henry's adoptive mother and uh she uh she's is you know she and not introduced herself but she is chatting with emma and henry she's like henry why aren't you in school and uh she notices that he has the story book and so she swipes that from him. She says nothing but trouble comes from this book. And she sends Henry off back to school. But before he leaves, he hugs Emma and whispers in Emma's ear that she cannot do anything that she asks. So let's pause right here because we got to decompress a lot because this was basically the setup of this curse. We got a lot of information about the curse and how Storybrooke is different. So Emma's in the psych hospital. Black Fairy is the new mayor. Henry, as of right now, besides obviously the Black Fairy, seems to be the only person that knows what's going on. What did we think up until this point? Uh, we'll start off with Katie. I really liked this um, first section. I loved um, when we opened up on Emma um, painting the swan. Um, I loved when we kind of got our first taste into what this alternate world would look like when Henry was telling her about everything and she just refused to believe him. She was so vehemently not wanting to believe him that it was kind of a callback maybe more in a more extreme way to season one when she towards the end of the season where she just would not believe him at all um especially right up until he took the apple turnover and i loved how they kind of opened up or talked about where exactly um this alternate universe kind of um starts after mm -hmm. the season, like the season one section, it was basically starts right after Henry ate the apple turnover. And so I like how they kind of um, let us know exactly where this was taking place. Um, but it worked out so well. Um, Emma looked horrible. Um, she <laughs> definitely looks like someone who... Uh, has been in a mental hospital for a really long time and has just lost all hope pretty much. And so I think that they did a good job portraying that. Um, but there were so many good twists. I loved how um, the Black Fairy was Henry's mom instead of Regina. Oh, that's so creepy. And she was the mayor. What'd you say? I said that was so creepy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When it first happened, I was like, Oh, dang, that's that's a dark twist. And uh, I love how Henry kind of just rolled with it. Um, but it was it was so good. I, I really liked how they set up 
this section of the story a lot. What about you, Brittany? I have to agree. I mean, it goes into the whole full circle of what happened and how Henry, you know, went to go find Emma and, you know, tried to get her to Storybrooke and tried to get her to believe. And here, I really like that it's like, I don't want to say a more mature storyline, but it's a more intense one because when we first see Henry, he's like this little boy and Emma's just kind of like, what's going on? I don't know, but she kind of humors him and takes him back home and it takes her a while, but she does start to believe. But here it's like she's in a mental hospital and it's a lot harder to convince somebody um, in a mental hospital to believe. So I think it's really cool that they were always going to revisit this storyline with Henry or with a with an older Henry because it's been a long time and he's picked up a few tricks. So to what you said, Katie, about him going along with it, that was really smart of him. Mm-hmm. Had yeah. he been a little bit younger, he probably would have resisted a bit more and make a big scene yeah. and maybe they would have locked him up or something, you know? So Yeah, it, it definitely, like, showed his growth. Yep. Uh, 100% agreed. So it's like he was planning things, but he was definitely just going along with it as well. Um, and he was, like, everything he was saying to Emma was true and he believed in, he wanted her to believe it. And then when, like, Fiona came... He was just like, you know what, I hate you, but I'm going to play along because it's a lot safer that way. And maybe I can get away with all this stuff. So I really, I really enjoyed that aspect of Henry. I mean, people there, I think there's a lot, I think the fandom's a little divided on Henry. Some people don't like him, which I don't, not really, I know he does some weird stuff and it's like, oh my God, Henry, really? But we have to remember he is a teen. (laughs) You know, maybe yeah. a little a little bit younger than that. So it's going to take him a while to get the hang of things. But here he's all alone and working alone. You got to give him credit where credit's due. So I was all, all for Henry. I like that he was walking around with his book, you know. Um, and talking to Emma was probably one of the most frustrating things I've ever felt. You know, season one was more organic. We, all of us were there. We're like, okay, well, why is this real? What, we had so many questions. And Emma was just kind of like, oh, well, I don't know. But here, we know it's real. We know all of this. So we're just, I, I was personally frustrated. Like, Emma, what are you doing? No. But they really did a number on her. And after finding out it's been two years, holy crap. Like, wow. Well, uh, I don't think in reality it's been two years. I think in her mind, it's been two years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I thought the timeline, though, was that it was two years. Or maybe I read that somewhere. No, they said way- uh, they said that it's she's been in, locked up for two years. I think in her mind, because of the curse, she thinks she's been locked up for two years. But, it, you know, we'll get into the Enchanted Forest stuff. Like... It hasn't been two years for them. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, like in, re- in, t- in real standing, no. But like they kind of like rewrite it to where at least for Emma, it's been two years. Correct. So, yeah. So it's like two years in a mental hospital of trying to get rid of those delusions in her. Like it's that's a lot. Like even if we don't think it is because it's not really in real time, it kind of. I don't know, it's just hard for Henry to be there knowing that it just happened yesterday, but for them it's been two years, so it's just a lot of frustration, and like, I was hoping 
that, you know, Henry could get through to her a lot faster. But I think that's why they threw in the the mental hospital plot line and stuff, which was really smart, I think. Um, since Emma's first, you know, introduction to the series was not believing. And now she pretty much does, but now she's back to not. But not because she she's lost hope, but because they've made her. And I think that's a really good, like, emphasis on that. Because Emma, I think, she's at a point where she wouldn't um, want to fight that. She would want to believe. She would want to go save her family. So the only thing they could do to her was make her forget. Make her do things. So it's just, I really enjoyed all of that. Yeah, I agree with both of you. It was a lot of information in a short amount of time, but I felt like they did a really good job like expressing to us exactly what happened and what was going on and like where we are in the timeline. It also didn't hurt that they had like a really good um like previously on segment at the start of the episode which in the beginning, I was like, why are they going back to the pilot? And then, obviously, it ended up making sense. Because they ended up showing the Apple turnover and all this kind of stuff in the um, in the previously on Storybrook segment. And, uh, you know, everything ended up making sense. I'm like, oh, okay, that's why they ended up showing all that stuff from season one. Which was really nice, because Henry has grown up so much. So, he looked like a little munchkin he was, he back was in so the day. So cute. I know. <laughs> I was so like, oh, baby Henry. Like, I know. <laughs> his little voice, you know, before he hit puberty. It was awesome. Oh my gosh, it's so it, cute. It was adorable. Yeah, we've come a long way. Good grief. <laughs> I, I know. don't want to start crying yet. Stop it. Okay, I apologize. So, alright. So, let's continue on and let's pick up in the Enchanted Forest. So, we have Snow, Charming, Hook, and Regina waking up and discovering that they have returned to the place where the events that led to the first curse began. So, that means... As Regina so elegantly put it, like, oh gosh, this is one twisted bitch. Because she sends you, you being Hook, from your wedding to their wedding. So they're they're where the Charmings got married in uh, the uh, Enchanted Forest. And um, they uh, see that, well, they start looking for people. They can't find anybody. And then uh, they uh, whoosh, teleport to Regina's uh, dark palace. And they see through uh, Regina's mirror what's going on in Storybrooke. And they see that uh, Emma is in uh, the um, psych hospital and, and that kind of thing. And that she uh, doesn't believe in um, fairy tales, etc., etc., and so uh, they uh, they end up trying to figure out, or, or they they start trying to figure out what exactly is going on and how they can get back. And uh, Zelina ends up popping in, and uh, she explains that. Things are going crazy, and uh, she wants to show them exactly how crazy 
things are getting. She arrives actually with a, a small group of munchkins, and she has one of the Mad Hatter's hats. And they're like, how do you have one of the Hatter's hats? And she's like, well, he was a Hatter. He has several of them. And so um, they use the Hatter's hat, and they transport, for those that remember about the Mad Hatter's hat, into that room with all the portal doors to various realms. And she opens the Oz one, and she's like, can't you see like what we just escaped? And they're like, no, there's nothing there. And she turns to look, and it's like a void of darkness. And Zelina's like, it was apocalyptic. Like, things were going crazy. Like, we barely survived, you know, jumping into the Enchanted Forest. And they start seeing that other realms are starting to disappear and go to black as well. And they realize that the Black Fairy can make Emma destroy all the realms by having her no longer believe in the realms and in the land of uh, fairy tales come to life. So... Uh, Emma is unknowingly destroying all the realms and everyone in them. And so they have to come up with a plan to save Emma. And they actually, uh, they've rescued people from other realms. Uh, we, we got a shout out to Arendelle and et cetera, et cetera. And Agrabah as well, because we have uh, Aladdin and Jasmine there. So... While all of that's going on, we see Fiona bring lunch to Gold, and um, he asks Gold and Sun to fix her watch. I love the line of, I, I can never get seem to get these things to work, and it's funny because she lived in a realm where time worked differently, so I thought that was funny. And uh, it appears as if she has been sort of like their primary support system in the wake of Belle's quote-unquote disappearance. So, and let's go in really quick before I ask everyone's uh, opinions. The scene that we saw through the mirror was basically Fiona trying to uh, get Emma to accept quote-unquote reality. And uh, she asks her to burn the story book. Ha that that would um, basically allow Henry to, um, to sort of get rid of these uh, childish delusions of fairy tales come to life. But Emma is like, no, you know, it would crush him. And, um, but then she confesses, you know, maybe I'm not ready either. And so Fiona ends up giving the book to Archie for safekeeping. So, let's break this all down. The Enchanted Forest in disarray. Um, the return of Jefferson's hat. And, um, yeah, and what we thought of Fiona's newfound relationship with Gold and Sun. And uh, we'll start off with Brittany. Okay. So, I love, what I love a lot about this episode, aside from Henry being, uh, you know, front and center and, you know, having to work pretty much alone to, to, to do all this stuff, um, I really like our other halves, you know, in the, 
Enchanted Forest. And I think one of the best things to highlight about this finale is that everyone is doing something. You know, they don't leave um, somebody just standing there not to do anything. So as soon as our heroes find find themselves there and they're figuring out what's going on, um, I just love that they're like, you know what, we got to do something. Let's go. Let's do it. And we also get... And I think uh, one of my favorite things, too, is seeing Zelina actually not green with Envy. I was just like, oh, I like that. You see? You see, Zelina? What you could have been. But yeah, no, this is where she is now, and it's also a testament to how far she's come. So I really like that, that and that she's there, she's telling them what's going on, they figure it out. I mean, they could have taken the entire episode for that to know what's happening, but they find out right away, and they're trying to come up with ways to to get back to Emma, and I really like that it's Emma and Henry separated from everyone else, and it's like the two hearts of the show together, but they're not strong yet because Emma's not believing, and Henry's kind of lonesome. So it's just it's just so like, oh my god, we want them to reunite already. But I love that they're still trying to find a way. Don't ever lose hope, I think, will always be one of the moral uh, messages of the entirety of the show, aside from like magic is everywhere, or all you got to do is believe or something. You know, I'm coming up with slogans. But I love um, it. it's all about, <laughs> but I think one of the things they've always mentioned is hope, you know, love and hope, but mostly hope and never giving up on, on anything, especially when they're in situations where they're about to die or they're separated, you know, memory loss, something it's, it gives you hope as a viewer, even if you kind of know it's going to be okay, you still want to be there for the journey to see how it's going to be okay and what our characters are willing to do to get back to each other so i really i really like that it kind of leaves emma for the whole season that she's had is fighting to be the savior and kind of scared but also she's willing to do it and here she's kind of helpless um and she wants to get out and the only way she can is if you know she gives into what fiona is saying and I feel like I never thought I could hate any more, anyone more than I hated Regina in season one with the with how she was. But man, Fiona takes it to a whole other other level. And I just wanted to slap her. I'm like, don't <laughs> you do this. Don't you do this. Especially with what she does at the end of that conversation and talking into the mirror. And we find out she's, you know, that um, the Enchanted Forest, they can, they can see what's happening. And they're also angry. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so frustrated. Like, oh, Emma punch her or something. You know, like, it's just, it was so good. And I think when a show can do that for you or to you, I mean, they're hitting it. They're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're doing their job. So I liked all of this. All of this setup in, like, the first 10 minutes is just really awesome. And the Golden Sun thing, I was really surprised by this because I thought with uh, Fiona having control of um, this curse, that her and Rumpel would be, like, more family and, you know, more... I don't know how to explain it. A lot closer, I guess, but Fiona kind of leaves it... leaves them to a certain, like, extent. Um, but she's still really nice to Gideon, and Rumpel seems to be happy that she's there. So it looks a little fishy, though, at first, because I thought that they would be closer, but... Uh, I don't know. Fiona also has stuff up, up her sleeve. I mean, she's sneaky like Regina was. Regina had everything under control in season one until Emma got there. 
She had a lot of secrets that we found out in season one, like hiding Belle was one of them uh, in the asylum. Like we were talking about that shoot or it's not an asylum. I'm sorry. They had like an underground like jail. Something. It was like a psych know. ward versus a full on asylum. Yeah. Yeah. There was storybooks got some weird stuff we got like the jail cells like in the jail like or in the office we have like two of them and then we have like other prisoners like underground you know where like we kept mr hyde and the author um you know it's just storybooks got some interesting things so um like i said regina had everything in order and fiona has that as well but like to another level so I was really interested to see what else she what else she's been doing. Um, and we got like three separate storylines here. So I really I was actually intrigued in all three of them. And I wanted to know what was going on. So good stuff. What about you, Katie? Well, I agree with what everything Britt was saying. Um, but I I definitely really loved the opening section to where our characters or well, where half of our characters ended up in the enchanted forest um i just love their reactions to being there and i love that neil actually went with them <laughs> for once <laughs> yeah even though he like disappeared you know for for several the scenes rest. um <laughs> he was there for a few scenes at least um so he did make it to the enchanted forest for once um that was kind of fun but um i loved them opening up with um opening up where snow and charming got married because it kind of symbolized what they had just gone through where emma's wedding had just happened on top of the rooftop in storybrook and so they ended up where their wedding happened um kind of to symbolize that she was ruining Emma's wedding, just like she had ruined theirs. Or not she had ruined theirs, but like how theirs had been ruined. Um, but I love how they have this determination to get back and to do everything in their power to get back to Emma and to Storybrooke. It was just, it was such a good section and I loved it a lot. I agree with both you ladies. Like, I loved seeing the Enchanted Forest again and seeing it, not necessarily in present day, but seeing our characters back. I thought that was, I thought that was awesome in a sense. I mean, obviously they're there because they're cursed, but it was great to see them sort of like Enchanted Forestified with their costumes and stuff. Like, I thought that was really neat. You know, it's talking about full circle, like seeing Snow and Charming back in what they would have worn, you know, in season one. And uh, Regina and her evil queen regalia and all that kind of stuff. And Hook being a pirate again. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, the idea of the realms basically vanishing, I thought that was so powerful to see. Even though it was mm -hmm. just like a simple CGI effect, I thought it was like, whoa, like the realms are completely vanishing. Like watching them crumble right in front of our eyes was crazy. And um, yeah, I, I like that they started to sort of take in basically refugees from these realms. I thought that was really neat as well as far as like fiona and her twisted relationship with golden sun like that was 
interesting in and of itself because it was just so creepy like gold and gideon seem to be under the curse fiona obviously is awake and knows exactly what she's doing and she's got her boys exactly where she wants them basically ready to help her on a whim which uh was really creepy to see and uh seeing that it didn't seem as much at the time but seeing that the Black Fairy wanted to get rid of the storybook so much made me really curious as to, like, why and what that uh, symbolized. So that was really interesting how, that, how they sort of, like, dropped that idea in that scene that the Charmings, etc. were watching what was going on so that was interesting so let's continue on so we're still inside the hat and uh, as i mentioned they've taken on refugees from the various realms and so uh, they end up deciding or regina ends up deciding you know i need to get back to uh, my castle so that i can use some sort of magic to try to stop this or to try to figure out how to send us back to Storybrooke. And so uh, they uh, poof into her dark castle. It was great seeing like the reaction of some of the, the refugees of the realms because they were like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and so I thought that was funny when they poofed. I thought that was, it was really funny. Like one of the Munchkins is like, whoa, you know, what the hell? And so... Um, well, let's focus on Regina for a moment. So, uh, everyone sort of, like, separates a, a bit because Regina and Zelina get a chance to work privately on a potion. And uh, they realize that a lot of her ingredients are gone. And then they hear some noise. And so, Regina's like, oh, gosh, who's been squatting in my castle? And the door opens... And it is the evil queen. So the evil queen is there. We get a little bit of um, sort of an explanation as to why the evil queen is there. Turns out when Regina sent her off to get her happy ending. And this is something we discussed. So I'm so glad it was addressed. She ends up finding out, you know, she's in this wish realm with Wish Robin that everybody wants to kill her because she's responsible for Snow and Charming's death. And even uh, her son wants to kill her too. So after three days of like angry villagers trying to like burn her house down, she escaped the Wish Realm with Wish Robin in tow. And they set up shop there in the Enchanted Forest. And uh, there's this great line from Zelina. So what about Robin? Did you murder him too? <laughs> and uh, the evil queen is like, <laughs> the evil queen is like, no, uh, I brought him along and he's out with Friar Tuck. And we've even turned our lives around. We um, steal from the rich and give to the poor, mostly. And there you go. So... Uh, <laughs> The evil queen is there. There's like a moment though as the sisters are talking and like the evil queen is like, 
you know, to Regina, like, look at our fashion sense. Like, you know, only we can pull this off. And, like, they cut to Zelina, and Zelina does, like, an eye roll or something. <laughs> it was fantastic. I don't know if y'all noticed, but it, it gave me life. It was great. It Love really it. was. <laughs> it really was. And so they basically ask the evil queen for help. And um, they're like, you know, we're having a problem with a fairy. And the evil queen's like, do tell. And so elsewhere, during the whole commotion with the refugees and whatnot, and Hook is like, what are we going to do? And Regina's like, I'm going to figure it out. Hook ends up leaving. Because he had, he had an idea. And Charming ends up following him. And the idea Hook had was to climb a beanstalk to, uh, you know, one of uh, the giant's castles. And we all remember the, the giants, they have, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, they have uh, magic beans, which can transport them to other realms, etc., etc. So they climb up the beanstalk and uh, they are in uh, the uh, giant's castle it looks like someone's there because food is there and the food is still fresh and so they're like let's hurry up and let's try to get uh, the bean you know before the giants awake and so uh, they climb on top of um, a table there's this great whole thing of like hook walking with like giant grapes and stuff around him and he's like throwing the grape to the side and he ends up finding a teeny tiny witty witty baby beanstalk in like a glass um container and so hook ends up using like a butter knife to crack the glass and he steals uh, the bean pod and opens it up and there's a little teeny tiny magic bean in it and all of a sudden there's like a rumble and they're like oh no the giants have awoken and um hook leaps off uh, the table and uh, all of a sudden there's fire and uh, charming at least at that moment realizes it's not a giant and that's not regular fire it's a dragon's breath and so a dragon chases them out of uh, the giant's castle while they were up there though they had a really great moment where they bonded and uh, there's a lot of callbacks to uh, when hook was introduced on the show and when emma and hook climbed the beanstalk and uh, there was a moment where charming called him his son in law which uh, was really cute. It was nice to see uh, the bromance continuing on now that they are officially family. So, elsewhere in Storybrooke, we have Henry deciding to take things into his own hands. And he ends up uh, swiping a keycard from Archie and ends up breaking Emma out of uh, the psych hospital and even though emma is hesitant henry's like you know come on you know you need to do this and uh, we're gonna get your memories back and all this kind of stuff and so he takes his mother to the rooftop in hopes that she'll remember her wedding to killian and um, he explains everything this is where you guys got married this is where everybody was i've got to say the CGI up here was much better than during the wedding. Sorry. It actually looked real as opposed to 
when the wedding happened. But, so they're there, and uh, I guess Emma realized the CGI was even better because when she leapt up onto the platform where she exchanged her vows to uh, Hook, she gets a flush of memories into her brain. But she still has her doubts. She's like, I know I've been in the mental hospital for two years. I don't even know what the hell is real or not. And she tells Henry that she wants to return to Boston. That basically um, this is an idea that Fiona put into her mind back in the psych ward when they were having their one-on-one talk. And um, she's like, you know, everything will be better if I'm in Boston. And this, that, or the other. You know, I, I just, I need to go to Boston. And so Henry decides to help her because, and she's like, why? You know, you wanted me to believe. And she's, he's like, at the end of the day, you're still my mom and I want you to be happy. So elsewhere in Storybrooke, Gideon, we see, is extremely upset at Belle for deserting them. And uh, he sees Fiona, a.k.a. Madame Mayor, as more of a mother than Belle. And Gold tries to console his son, like, you know, sh- she wouldn't have just left us. Like, you know, she wouldn't have. Like, she loved us. And she loved you. But, uh, that doesn't help. At all. So, let's decompress all of this and let's break it down so we have the evil queen helping regina and zelina in uh, the enchanted forest we got hook and charming on an excellent adventure up in the giant's palace looking for magic beans we've got emma ready to leave storybrooke and head back to boston and we've got gideon upset at bell over their her desertion of uh, the family so katie break it down for us what are your thoughts so far i loved these sections i mean i feel like i'm saying that about all of them but i really did love these sections for sure i mean starting off with the beanstalk scenes um that scene where charming and hook kind of had that little talk was so powerful because we've always said collectively as a swan not swan queen what am i saying the captain captain swan Swan. oh look katie's (laughs) true alliances are coming out during our penultimate episode oh crap (laughs) oh my gosh anyways we've always said collectively as the in the captain swan fandom that their love story kind of began on the beanstalk that's where their adventure began and i liked how they kind of went into that and he explained that you know their love was never something that was predestined it was something that they had to fight for and they did fight for it and they won in the end and that just kind of captures the essence of where we've gotten to in six seasons um I mean, we've come full circle, basically, and we kept getting that message throughout this finale, and this was just, this is one of those moments where we, it immediately brings us back to season two when Hook and Emma went up the beanstalk together, and it's kind of where they met, it is where they met, and they had their first adventure together and now he's coming back and they're married and he's trying to get back to her. Um, 
it was just, it was so good. I loved that talk. And I loved when they were up in the castle and Hook was like walking around on the table amongst the food. It was great. It was, it was comedic. I love how they added these little comedic moments, kind of like with um, Zelina's eye roll and uh, Hook walking amongst all the oversized food and everything. It was just, it was great. It was awesome. Um, but it was, it was so good. And I loved the scene where, I mean, one of the other great scenes that stuck in my mind is where Henry takes Emma up on top of the rooftop and um, says, you know, gives her the whole spiel. Like, this is, you just got married here. And who's he, here's who you got married to. And here's what happened. And she stood where she had stood not very long ago. And, um, she started having flashbacks to the wedding, but it still wasn't strong enough to break her of the curse. So that just was kind of indicative of how powerful the black fairy's magic was and how, how she had made it almost impossible for Henry to help break this curse. Um, but he never gave up. So I, I always give him, I give him credit for that. He never gave up. And, they, he did a good job of bringing Emma around um, like he did in season one. He's a pro at this now. I mean, he did it all throughout season one, and he only had two episodes to do it in this one. <laughs> so uh, I, I really liked how they um, brought it full circle in so many different ways. It was just, it was very well done. Yeah, I will echo that, Katie. I liked that uh, scene on the roof, the one that you're just describing. Like, I loved the little comments, like, "Oh, so I married Captain Hook? Like, who officiated?" And and he's like, "Jiminy Cricket!" Like, it was, it was cute, and I did like that she started to get like the flashes, but unfortunately, because as you mentioned, the Black Fairy's power was so strong. Like, she was even doubting everything. I mean, she was doubting her sanity, just because, I mean, I think anybody would that was in a psych ward after two years. Or not a psych ward, but like an actual mental hospital for two years. So, that was a, that was a really powerful scene. And I hated hearing her say, though, I need to go back to Boston. I was like, oh my gosh, no, you know, you can't let evil win. And over to uh, the uh, Charming and Hook adventure... I liked that he addressed the past the way that he did. I feel like Hook gets a mm -hmm. lot of flack online because a lot of the people that really hate Hook are like, he never addresses, you know, the stuff he did in the past. And, you know, he's always so happy. Yeah. And, like, he never <laughs> does. And Regina always does address the past. And, like, all these other characters address the past. And he never does. <laughs> and I'm like, what show are you watching? Because he has addressed the past, like, on several occasions. But I like that he specifically addressed this past because it is true that when he met Emma, it was under a different situation. Like he mm. was kind of like team bad. And he even said, you know, you know, I met her and at this point it was under like nefarious situation. But this was our first adventure and we had so much fun together. And this is where, 
you know, I, I started getting the feels, basically. So I thought that was a really strong moment. The moment where basically he called him his son was, like, really nice as well. And, like, they just had some really awesome, like, interplay together. Like, even more so now because he's married to Emma. Like, their scenes just became even more powerful to watch together and it, it was just awesome as far as the evil queen that was a twist that i don't think anybody expected like i was like whoa when she came back like that mm -hmm. was surprising and it was fun and it gave uh lana a chance to play off herself again so it was really great to see like i wasn't hating at all that the evil queen somehow was in the enchanted forest and uh she was there willing to help i'm glad that uh they ended uh, the evil queen's storyline at that time with her being a friendly so um you know it wasn't like another antagonistic person coming into the mix so i thought that was really neat and uh we only got like little tastes of uh, like what gold and sun was going through and each scene that we saw of them even though it felt like so out of place from like whatever was going on elsewhere but it was like really juicy information because we were getting like how they were cursed in um this new twisted story brook like i was kind of fascinated by like where is bell what's going on like what is this sort of like incident that they're hinting at so i thought that was really fascinating and even though it kind of felt out of place it was like really interesting to me and uh, i was very curious as to what was going on with them because they were kind of secluded from everybody else so yeah what about you Brittany? I have to agree with a lot of the things both of you said. Um, I think what they tried to do with this finale was put a lot of the things that we love the most about this show um, and using a lot of amazing tropes like like the parallels from season one and then also for relationship-wise, um, we got the Captain Hook talking about the first adventure with Emma and I feel like everyone in the Captain Swan fandom died, like, when he said that, because I did. I died and came back, because oh Captain Charming gives me life as well, so... Uh, <laughs> Ow, hearing baby. him call him son, and just, it, just a lot of precious moments, and like I was saying earlier, I really liked how everyone that was transported to the Enchanted Forest had something to do. Um... First, it was everyone trying to figure out how to get out of there, how to save everyone, and to get out and to get back to Emma and Henry. So everyone, and then Hook is like, you know what, I can't stand here and do anything because I don't have magic, but I have an idea. So he goes off, and uh, Charming goes with him, and we get, like, one last, like, Captain Charming uh, adventure, you know, a little side quest. Um, and it was just, like, everything, th this is what dreams are made of, to quote Lizzie McGuire. Um, like it was just, Aww, it was, the great <laughs> prophet Lizzie McGuire. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, you know they they went up the beanstalk. We got the season two or season season two feels about that. I mean, 
it's been a long journey. I think sometimes we kind of forget how long we've been with this show because we kind of take it for granted that it's always going to be here. Um, but some of the best moments were earlier in the season and some of the best ones are still yet to come. So, But the Captain Hook and Emma, it, it's a traditional, you know, not love-hate, but like bad guy and, you know, the savior are going to get together. And maybe it was hinted, maybe it wasn't. But all I know is when I was watching those scenes in season two, there was something there. And I hope that they would follow it. And they did. And it's true, though, the first time that they went on their adventure was where they were still kind of against each other, but they had to work together um, to get out of there. So I just love that they referenced that. And Charming's like, I'm not going to let my daughter be a widow. And you know, it's just stuff like that. But Hook's like, I'm her husband. You know, I get a little bit more priority now and I'm going to do this. Um, and I just love that no matter how bad the Black Fairy is, how Fiona is the big bad, there are still loopholes uh, in their plans, which, you know, Henry's the big loophole in the present and the magic bean is in the Enchanted Forest. So I just love that Hook was able to do something and he risked a lot and so did uh, Charming. So I just love that they were doing it all for the same reasons, but also how far they've come in their friendship. So I loved all of that. Evil Queen coming back. Yes. Regina complimenting Regina. Yes. Yes. Um, Zelina rolling her eyes. Yes. Everything. Yes, Queen. Yes, everything. Uh, it's just, it was just, it was convenient, but in all the best ways. Um Evil Queen's supposed to be the bad side of Regina, but she's also good. So, I mean, it just goes to show you that evil's not born, it's created. And it can also, you know, go back to being good. There's just a lot of things. And if there's hope in Regina, there's hope in a lot of people, which there's also hope in Hook. And for a long time, Rumpel as well. You know, it's, it's all there. You just have to take the chance. So, Evil Queen being there like, hey, I'm going to help you guys out. It's like, yes. Yes, everything yes. And uh, Henry just did a really good job of helping, you know, Emma out there. I was, I will criticize that I was hoping Emma would break out of things faster um, for, for that plot line. I was really kind of sad that it took her a long time to even get a glimpse in there. And I, I, I did not like that. I was really sad about that. I thought that after six seasons that something would happen. And those flashes she got of Hook, I thought that those could have been the key or something. Um, or like Henry wanted her to touch the book and a flash. I don't know. I was, I was sad that it, they took a long time. But that's like my like one of my criticisms. Just it's not very it's very it's very little. It's not a lot. But um, after being with this show for a long time, I was like, come on, Emma, you have more f hope in you, faith in yourself. Like you can do this. Um, I don't know. That, that was just like one of my things. I I just wanted her to hurry up. But the urgency was great, though. I really <laughs> think they they did a good job at the you know because we're getting there to the end of the of this first half like it was just the music was on point i don't know about you guys but the music was really like hyping yes. me up i was mm -hmm. like is this new like i don't remember hearing this on any other episodes but it was just like everybody's watching and the beanstalk and it I, and emma with the book and i was just, oh it was just so good 
It was just really good. Props to the writers. For all of that. And Henry. I, I like it. Know where I think you guys know where I'm going with when I keep saying Henry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm warning I you do. all. I'm warning both of you. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> She's intimidating no. us. <laughs> Katie. Oh, gosh. My powers. There, there oh. may no be, there, there may not be an evil queen in, in Once Upon a Time anymore, but there is one on this podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh gosh! All right. So, I will just to echo really quick what Brittany was saying. I can agree with you. A teeny tiny, teeny tiny part of me can agree with you on the fact that I do wish that like Emma. When she stood on the platform, she remembered everything. But, like, part of me understands that she didn't because we needed to, like, understand that this is the Black Fairy's curse. And it wasn't going to be that easy. So, there's a part of me that does, like, believe, not believe, but that wished that things had worked out a little bit faster. Kind of like how you uh, just expressed, Brittany, but... I understand why it didn't, and and I'm okay with it. So, well, to wait, be go ahead. fair, to be fair, Emma took a whole season one of like believing, and here she was in a mental hospital, but only took 40 minutes. So, uh, you can you know fight me on that one. But well, there I did, you go. I just, I just I just thought that she would be a little bit stronger since we were since we had this type of storyline last episode with the musical. Um, and how, you know, the song was in her heart and everyone was with her. I was hoping that something like that would still be in her. But it, it, it's fine. Like, I was just like, I was just frustrated. That's all. But the payoff was really well done. So that, like, saved it for me. All right. Well, I understand that. So heading back into Storybrooke. So Henry is trying to steal... Uh, Emma's yellow bug car keys from Archie's uh, office, and he ends up also finding the story book, and so he swipes it, and Fiona catches him, and basically this is where like the truth comes out. Like Henry's like, "I'm awake, and you know it, and I know you are too," and she's like, "I know everything." And, uh, so then, what you gonna do about it? And, uh, put me in the insane asylum? And she's like, no, you know, you're more useful to me out here. And, uh, he doesn't understand what useful means. And, um, so basically, she's like, you know, getting the savior not to believe is, uh, very difficult. Even if you take away everything that she loves and adores, there's like a little speck of belief that will never die out. And so, Henry's, like, running away. He He's like, my mom is strong. She's going to fight through this. And uh, she's like, you're right. You know, there's nothing I can do to stop it. But you can help. And she magics some wind and throws him down the stairs in true telenovela fashion. Yes. Yes. Katie, if you didn't know, in every telenovela, there's at least one scene where someone falls down the stairs. And it's fantastic. Yes. Okay. And then, and then they'll get... It. Yeah, and then they'll get some amnesia so they don't remember who pushed them or why they were there. They didn't go that extra mile, though. I was a little disappointed, but... <laughs> yes. 
but Henry ends up falling down the stairs. You know, the paramedics are called. Uh, he gets placed in, uh, um, you know, in, in an ambulance. And Gold arrives and basically is like, you know, oh, I'm sorry that this happened. But uh, she's basically like, he'll be fine. And uh, in this conversation, I thought it was kind of funny. Because... You know how, like, Regina had her, like, dessert that she was, like, excellent at? The apple turnover? Like, she has her own dessert. She's like, oh, you know, maybe you and Gideon can stop on by and we can talk, you know, over my infamous black pudding. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Like, Regina obviously was all the apples and this is the blackberry, so of course it would be a black pudding. And that. Yes, and, um... But Gold is like, you know, I really want to talk to you right now. You know, I, I need to know about Belle. I need to know. Like, I want you to open up the investigation again. Like, I need to know about Belle. And uh, the Black Fairy is like, no, you know, uh, are you sure? You know, I, I don't want you opening up old wounds and all this kind of stuff. And he explains about Gideon. I know he's hurting inside. He needs to know the truth. Belle wouldn't have just abandoned him and all this kind of stuff. And so uh, the Black Fairy is like, well, I do know a little bit something that I can share with you. And uh, in her car, she shows him some files, and the file has photos. And the photos are some really badly photoshopped photos <laughs> of Belle at various landmarks. You know, the Eiffel Tower and Big Ben. It was so bad, man. It was <laughs> really horrible. I mean, if he wasn't awake, I think he would have woken up at this point because that's how bad they were. Yeah, because it was like, because his face was like, it was like in shock. But like the way that I interpreted it was like him in shock that it was bad CGI. Like, yeah, like what is really, that CGI? Really like bad, so uh, bad Photoshop. He's oh like, my oh my God. God. And so he's like going through this and she, he was like, well, she did say she wanted to see the world and, uh, <laughs> Fiona to like rub it in was like apparently she didn't want to see the world with you <laughs> so she left <laughs> yeah good grief and so back in uh, the enchanted forest so the dragon is chasing them and uh, they're like rushing down the beanstalk as fast as they can and um in the uh, hospital, Henry wakes up and finds Fiona and Emma there. And uh, it seems as if Fiona has finally succeeded in convincing Emma that, uh, you know, these beliefs are dangerous. Because she's like, you know, you ate the, the poisonous apple turnover. And the weird thing is, if Regina doesn't exist there, how did the apple turnover happen? That's interesting. But anyway, I guess that's a that's a little plot hole that will never get explained. But Emma is now even more like resilient on the fact that she needs to burn this book because, you know, this book is a cause of like pain for her and Henry, and she's scared of what he'll do next, just to prove uh, this fantasy world is real. And this is where Henry figures it out. This is the final battle. This is like the ultimate test for you. Like this is the test, ultimate test for you and your belief. 
like don't burn the book please don't burn the book you know we need to keep these stories safe and uh yeah like because emma was like i don't believe all of a sudden the realms start shaking and uh you know it starts turning apocalyptic in the enchanted forest and uh we see fiona take emma down into the basement of uh the hospital and there's a furnace and uh emma tosses the book into the furnace and we start to see the book go up in flames and it, it starts flipping pages and uh it stops on an image of hook and emma stares at that page as if she recognizes we don't know but she's like transfixed on that page of hook and as the book is burning we see shots of the Enchanted Forest where the realm is completely shaking. It starts crumbling. And we see that there is this dark void of clouds like approaching. And as these clouds are approaching, it's destroying everything in its way. And... Uh, the final shots is of, or the final shots are of Emma, like looking at that page of Hook and that page completely burning up. We have our folks in the Enchanted Forest realizing that this is because of Emma, because Emma is no longer believing that you know we might be too late, and uh, we end with Charming and Hook, where both of them fall off of the beanstalk because it's shaking so much so this is where part one ends so the final battle part one let's break it down let's talk about the bad photoshop let's talk about henry getting pushed down the stairs uh, about the book being burned about the charmings uh, not Charmings, but Charming and uh, Hook. Captain Charming falling from the beanstalk. And uh, it seems as if the Enchanted Forest is getting uh, ripped to shreds right before our eyes. Uh, Katie, what's going on here? So much is going on, man. Uh, and just raising the stakes by having the Enchanted Forest be in the process of being ripped apart was I mean that raised the stakes so much that was something that I was not expecting from the finale but it was great I loved how they kind of played with that I mean we saw realms disappearing and that's always you know a sad thing because we visited these realms and it was kind of like well are we never going to visit never going to be able to see them again now i mean what happens if the enchanted forest goes away is it going to be gone forever and so it was kind of in the process of that and um it was just it, it was great to raise the stakes that much um but i lo i mean my fear of heights 
kicked in so much when they were like swinging back and forth on this beanstalk and like being threatened to be thrown off and it oh i i was cringing that was that was horrifying um but also that scene at the end where emma throws the book into the fire oh my gosh that wow i was I was horrified. I wanted to kill, the, reach to the screen and kill the Black Fairy that oh. moment myself, man. Oh. I was like, you're going down. I can't oh. believe you're doing this. <laughs> I'm turning into the evil queen right now. Oh. <laughs> but, um, I mean, that was also another moment that really raised the stakes. Because I didn't think that they would actually go through with it. I thought like for sure when the, when it started, when the pages were flipping and it landed on hook, I thought for sure she would like get all her memories back and like, I don't know, somehow get it out of the fire or put the fire out or something. But she didn't. And like the whole book like burned. And I was like, Holy crap. I can't believe they just did that. Um, I'm impressed that they went there. Um, but it was a great ending to the first part of this finale. It was a really good ending. Brittany, what about you? I'm going to plagiarize everything that Katie said. Oh my. And add that <laughs> the ending was actually like the cherry on top. I think it really brought the episode up in, in terms of stakes because... We get at the beginning what's going on, all the information, but like me, remember, I was I wanted it to be a little bit faster in terms of Emma, like, believing or getting a glimpse of hope, something, um, so it doesn't get too crazy, but they do drag it on for the entire episode, so it starts to get us worried, you know, the audience, like, oh my god, like, this is, this is really serious, like, Emma is showing no signs of even a glimpse, even after she gets those little flashes, like, she's so, oh, I can't think of the word, but, like, she's just so wrapped up in the idea that it is make-believe, that she can't even trust herself in the things that she sees, so it's a lot harder to convince her, um, this entire episode, so, I love that Henry kind of sees that, again, that shows, too, um, having him be this age and being able to uh, do this on his own, he doesn't pressure Emma anymore to remember or to, to feel anything. He just says, you know what, I, I want you happy. And if this is the only way you're going to be happy, which is to leave and go to Boston, then fine. You know, you're going to you're gonna get what you want either way. It's like he, it shows that he kind of gives up, but he always has a backup plan. So... That's good on Henry, but he goes and he tries to get the keys and he gets found out by Fiona and we get that uh, telenovela little thing. Um, I, <laughs> I absolutely, I love it. And I'll say that because I watch The Young and the Restless occasionally uh, for like the past, like I would say maybe five, six years. So I know all the tropes and it's just amazing. <laughs> I feel like a queen when I'm predicting what's going to happen, but it's only because it's a trope. Um and we, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe Fiona did that, but then I can. It just shows how far she, how far she's willing to go. As if we didn't need any more reason to know how crazy and 
you know, evil she is, but man, she's there. Um, and Henry, and as soon as Henry stopped, I knew where they were going with this, like right on top of the stairs. I was like, yeah. Henry, you better move your ass. You better <laughs> get out of there. Mm, girl, like, you know, like the, the person that talks in the movie when, yeah. in a horror movie. I was like, mm, Henry, mm-hmm. you better move. <laughs> I was like, you yeah, better I did move. the same thing. And I was then, like, dang, it's coming. <laughs> and, and he did it. And I'm like, for all the praise I just gave you, you had to stand there. Um, you know, and get wrecked. He he basically got wrecked by the by the Black Fairy. Um, but I'm glad they didn't go the amnesia way. They could have easily had him hit his head really hard, and that could have like ended everything. Because Henry was the last thing connected to Emma that could help her remember. So if she so if he fell down the stairs and didn't remember anything, I don't think anything would have gotten in the way of Emma remembering anything. You know, so. Um, but they left that alone. And he just had a broken arm. And it just added more fuel for Fiona. I really liked how Fiona was like, he's hurting himself just so you can believe. I was like, that is fucked up. But that was <laughs> so good. It was so good because in the real world, it's true. People do, you know, it's it's a thing. It's mental illness. It's stuff like that happens. So for her to use that is so dark and just so mm-hmm. black fairy. And I, I loved it. And it really messed with, with Emma because regardless if she believes or not, she loves Henry. And I think that's one thing that's been constant no matter what curse she's in. So I just loved all of that. And the burning of the book was just so like... Wow, I didn't know. I didn't think they were gonna do it. I thought she was gonna hold and be like, "No," and smack her with the book, or you know, throw her into the fire. I mean, I don't know something. Um, the music and everything that was going on was just so good. As for gold and what's going on with uh, with Bell and stuff, I thought in, in this world, like maybe Bell could have been dead, or I don't know, like something something tragic because she was not there and I think Rumple had the right idea of telling Gideon you know no matter what Belle would Belle wanted you she wanted to be here so I was interested to know what happened to her mm-hmm. and um it was really interesting to see Gideon really salty about the fact that Belle left him as a child and um you just you just knew it was all a bunch of lies and then those pictures were like double proof like they were so bad that they were true I mean, <laughs> they, they weren't true, you know. So <laughs> they were so fake, man. It was they, really funny. <laughs> they were bad. I was like, man, couldn't you have gotten um, Emily's like actual like traveling photos or something from Instagram? <laughs> like, at least put effort, guys. Come on. <laughs> they were but, great. <laughs> yeah, but I was actually thinking that Fiona was gonna come up with a better lie than that, but she had to find a way to to. To give him some proof and so that he would stop asking questions so it was good and then i would like to try some of fiona's black pudding um <laughs> i would too is that wrong no it's, it's not wrong. but now yeah. i know if i become someone evil in real life like an evil witch or something i'm gonna have like my own dish like <laughs> Like, like I'm gonna ha- like I guess my favorite thing to eat is like e- like cheesecake. So I would have some like evil cheesecake. Like, Ooh. yeah, we got the apple turnovers. We got the black pudding. I would be like, I don't, I don't know, some kind of evil cheesecake. Ooh, be- evil cheesecake. That's a great question to ask, Katie. What about you? What would your evil dessert be? <laughs> oh my god! If you cursed a town. Why did you make it hard? Um, 
It can be your favorite. Yeah, you like your favorite I dessert. Damn. Okay, I'll go. It would you, probably yeah. be some sort of like a unique flavor of ice cream. Like Okay. Oh. Katie I think still hasn't tried it, but uh we many moons ago talked about uh, cookie butter. And something oh, that I've done right. I know, something that I've done in the past is I've taken some vanilla ice cream and I've put like a couple scoops of um cookie butter on it and then like I mix it up, mix it up, mix it up. So then I turn the vanilla ice cream into cookie butter ice cream, which is so good. So it would be like it's so good it's evil. Yes. <laughs> it's evil it. cookie butter ice cream. <laughs> My gosh. Yes, I love this. Katie, what about you? You have to have a favorite dessert. Um I would have said cheesecake too, but Brittany took it. So I can't have evil yeah. cheesecake also. Cheesecake, there's cupcake, yeah. there's cake, there's Yeah, I know. Maybe Let's like an evil it. donut, Katie? Let's well, my favorite cake is angel food cake. So let's just go with Ooh. cake. Okay. Well, now it'll be de devil's food cake. Devil's food cake. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that is a thing, y'all. I know it is a thing. <laughs> it is. I know it is. She can't be angel, so it has to be no. like... <laughs> Maybe I was once good and I loved to make yes. angel food cake, but then I turned evil and so I couldn't make that anymore, so I had to start making devil's Oh, my God, devil's yes. Food cake. We should be writing for the show. Look at that. We already have like a bunch of good stuff. Why is Granny not selling our food? I know, oh, right? She needs to be the you lunch special. Overprice, like overprice our desserts. Yeah, they gotta take a page out of Flash. You know, spoilers for Flash. They named some of their uh, drinks in the cafe after the villains yeah. and the Flash. So we should do that too. Have uh, you know? I'll take a cup of the Regina, the Evil Queen, or you know something. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Granny, please. Well, yes. yeah. Can I have a dark <laughs> one with extra espresso? This proposal for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, to, to wrap up uh, the gold and the Gideon thing, it's it was just really interesting because that was the third storyline that was going on. And it was, for all the, 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 the bashing I do on Rumbell and all that stuff, it was very interesting to see what Rumpel was going to do to find uh, Belle because we know he always will. Um, I'm not trying to make this all romantic, but it is something he will do. That is in his character, and that is mm -hmm. something that is consistent. Like you, doesn't matter what how you feel about it. It it's something that we've seen over and over. So it was really heartbreaking to see Gideon be so against her. You know, after mm -hmm. she left the book for him and everything, and you just knew this was all written with the Black Fairy. And I was like, what did you do with Belle? You bitch. What did you do? <laughs> You know, and we got the bit, we got the, we got the bitch again in this episode from Regina. I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, I just, <laughs> I think they're just in love with that word. But I mean, there's no other way to describe the Black Fairy. She's just, she takes, she, it's like she's taking over like how bad Regina used to be. It's pretty insane. Although I feel like Regina's always killed like randomly. Like even last episode with the musical, she just killed the two guys that were dancing behind her. You know, <laughs> we haven't. We've seen I don't Black need Fa backup dancers. Exactly. We're, <laughs> but we're seeing Black Fairy be cruel in another way. And I think it's a little bit more damaging than just the way Regina used to do it. She, you know, she's really breaking Emma in the worst ways possible by not getting her to believe. And even more so to abandoning abandoning any kind of belief because it's it's going to save Henry. You know, so it's just it's. It's, she's bad in her own way, which is, I think, a little bit 
worse. And especially with the way she's treating Rumpel and giving him false information. Uh, I was just ready, like you, Katie, to kill the bitch. Like mm-hmm. she needs, to, she needs mm-hmm. to be gone. But I also I love her so much. The actress, <laughs> the actress is just doing such a good job. She did do a really great job. I definitely commend her for that. Mm-hmm. So just really good ending. Everything leading up with the burn, the burning of the book, and even her seeing Hook in the pages. I was like, come on. Think of something. Go or get it out. It's not. It's not burning yet, but it's burning. We're watching Emma see it burn. Uh, the Black Fairy, you know, just smug smile in the back, and the Beanstalk going cray cray, and you know, Snow feeling something wrong. I mean, it's just all good stuff. Good way to end it. And I'm so glad we didn't have to wait a whole week to see what was gonna happen. Mm, yeah, I know, right? I, 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 I would have quit. No, I'm just kidding. I, quit, I, I would be a, like, no way. Are you kidding me? So good. Yeah. So Brittany left me with nothing to say. Um, no, I have yeah. a little bit to say. Just echo <laughs> everything that uh, both of you said. And it was a great ending to the first hour just because it was so dramatic and i agree with Brittany. if this had been split like if part two had been next week like that would have been too long to have uh, waited just mm-hmm. because it ended in such a dramatic fashion we've got the enchanted forest crumbling we've got uh captain charming who knows what happened to them we've got the book burning like, it was really, really intense. And um, I guess the only thing that I'll add is uh, I thought the Rumpel and Fiona scene was really interesting. I mean, besides, like, the horrible Photoshop. Like, I thought it was genius that um, Fiona's plan, like, it's funny. Like, they always have something against Belle. It was, like, Regina with Belle and, and now Fiona with Belle. I loved, like, that um, her whole thing was that Belle left, and she was sent away to have adventures across the world and that kind of thing, and abandoned Rumpel and Gideon so that Rumpel and Gideon would be dependent on her, and so that Fiona has, like, her family, like, in in the, the cup of her hand. Like, I just thought... That was genius on her part. And she's an evil lady. Like, this episode proved that her dark curse was, like, the darkest of the dark that we've seen thus far. And so, we ended the episode with, it seemed, as little hope as we've ever had. So, we'll end that there, and uh, let's segue into our MVP, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, and why. The rule is simple. If someone mentions a character, you have to mention a different one. And since she's bursting at the seams to give her MVP, we'll start off with Brittany. Yes, yes. I know who she's going to choose. Well, what were you going to choose? Probably. I mean, I, I think it's only because they gave a clear winner for the episode mm-hmm. and because it comes full circle. I mean, I got to give it to Henry. Dang you. Of course. <laughs> I mean, baby I Henry. Mean, obviously. Yeah, obviously. baby. We. It was all in the flashbacks or the um, the recap of the beginning of the episode. We see baby Henry 
um, really confident in meeting his birth mom and wanting to bring her to break the curse. Like, it all started with Henry's belief, which, by the way, to be fair, could be totally, like, a, his age, you know, believing in all this stuff. But in his case, it turned out to be true. Um, so I just love that they brought that back. And Henry just did everything that he could to help his mom, even though she really resisted him and was going to go to Boston. And he still, even though he's disappointed, he was going to let her go because um, he loves her that much. And I think that's really, really selfless. And I think that's what love is. It's not only hope and faith, it's also being really selfless. And Love um, is an open door. <laughs> I mean, yeah, technically it's got a lot of options, but some of the stronger things are, you know, having hope in somebody, being selfless uh, for them. You know, it's a little bit of sacrifice. And I think that's Henry, I think, gets that from Emma. Emma's done that a lot in the past few seasons as she's come to accept who she is. She's learned that, hey, I'm the savior. I'm going to save you no matter what happens to me. And we saw that also in the finale when, you know, she becomes the, the dark one. Instead of Regina taking it on and, you know, coming to terms with her being evil and now good. And, you know, I have to do this. Emma's like, you know, I'm going to do this. And that's, I think, where Henry gets that from. And he just, he led the whole episode. Even with everyone not believing him. He still had a plan, and he played it as smart as he could. And, yeah, he deserves it. I'm impressed. Henry's my MVP. Well, there you go. So while Katie thinks about who her MVP <laughs> oh will be, I'll go next. And uh, I've got to give it to her. The Black Fairy, Fiona. She's the MVP for the final <laughs> battle, part one. Katie, you just oh. thought of her while Brittany was talking. It wasn't that bad. Well, I mean, now i got to think of another one, so... Oh, God. I, I didn't even have Blackberry. I always have a list ready in case you guys, like, cross off my... I didn't even have Blackberry on mine. That's a good one. Yeah, I have to give it to her yeah. just because the curse was so dark. And uh, this wasn't the type of Pretty curse that you could fix, you know, in one episode. Like, it was just... She did a really great job. She's batshit crazy. Like... All of her, like, innuendo that obviously a lot of the characters didn't know what she was saying was, like, really well written. The black pudding was awesome. And just, like, having her be the Regina, like, season one Regina, like, was fantastic. Like, seeing her, like, twist on it and uh, all of the callbacks with her just being Madame Mayor and that kind of thing was fantastic so i have to give it to the black fairy what about you katie well i mm, i am going to go with gosh i'm trying to decide between two i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with hook <laughs> okay that's not a bad choice there you go uh, I'm going to go with Hook because, uh, simply really because of that one scene by the Beanstalk, um, where he was talking with Charming and, you know, he admitted that his first intentions with Emma weren't entirely chivalrous, as he said, but it 
has their first adventure together and they fought for their love and over time they won and um it showed just his desperation that he fought they finally got married something separated them again and now you know he just wants to get back to her and he's gonna try everything in his power to do it um and i just i mean I mean, that was that's really why I'm giving it to him because I loved that scene so much. All right, now, well, it's time to rate the episode. It's from one to ten. It's our apple scale. The point system is allowed, and if you deem an episode worthy of it, worthy of more than ten, you may grant it the coveted golden apple. And Katie, we'll start with you. Yay! Okay. I am going to give this episode a golden apple. Oh my goodness. I <laughs> I genuinely just really loved this episode so much. I loved how it set up everything that was going to go down in the second episode. Or the second part of this finale. And I, I there were so many great scenes that were packed into it. Um... This, I mean, for only being an hour long rather than um, an entire season, kind of like what we had in the first season, um, they really did show that this curse was is very powerful and um, the stakes are really high. And there were a lot of twists in there that I wasn't expecting, like Emma burning the book and all of the realms disappearing and everything. And it just, I think it was done very well. Um, I enjoyed it a lot and I really don't have any complaints to be honest. So I am going to give it a golden apple. All right, Katie, I 100% agree with you. This episode <gasps> yeah. gets a golden apple from me as well. I thought, even though the pacing of the season has been kind of rushed, I thought the pacing for this episode, even though there was a lot going on, it didn't feel as rushed in a sense. I mean, there was that sense of urgency, obviously, but it didn't seem as rushed as the past few episodes, which I liked. I thought... All of the characters had a moment to shine throughout this first hour. I thought the CGI was really good. I mean, the Photoshop was horrible, but like the actual visual effects were really nice this episode. As I mentioned uh, during the musical, I thought the um, CGI was really bad on the rooftop, but they actually managed to make it look nicer in this episode than in the wedding which i don't even know how they did that and that neat little thing of uh, having henry cgi'd onto the roof looking down and, and you're like looking at storybrook from the sidewalk i thought that was really neat as well i mm -hmm. thought the coolest effect which it's been a while since we've seen the hatter's hat and I don't remember the effect being that, but the effect of when they went into the hat, that like yellow beam of energy that sort of sucked them in, I thought that was really cool. And I don't think that's how it happened before. I feel like when we've seen the hat before, when Jefferson was actually there, he like spun the hat on the ground and the hat grew and they sort of like leapt into the hat. It was mm -hmm. different this time around. It was like almost like the hat pulled them in, which may be different hat, 
you know, different uh, means to enter it. But I thought that was a really neat effect nonetheless. So props to that. And uh, the effects for like the realms disappearing and that weird black smoke that was like sucking up all the realms. I thought that was really neat as well. So overall, kudos to the episode. Golden Apple from me. What about you, Brittany? Oh, I feel like I'm going to be a downer. I give it oh a my five. Goodness. A five out of... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving my golden apple yet, but I do think this episode was really, really good. We have, I think it's because I had a lot of expectations for the for the finale, um, and I think I built up a lot in my head. So, I the small criticisms made it just very slightly from a golden apple, but I give it a ten out of ten um, because it doesn't matter if something's wrong with it. I'm still gonna be here. I'm still here. I love I love these characters and all I want is a happy ending. So you got me. I mean, and then that ending was just like so good. It was so good that I didn't want it to end or like I didn't want it to to wait a week to to see what was going to happen next. So a 10 out of 10 for the first half or the first episode from the or part one. Well, I can't even talk right now, but for part one of the finale for me. Awesome. All right, Katie. Is it that time? It is that time. It's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. As always, you can check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. And you can visit our my site at storybrookemirror.tumblr.com. So... I guess I'm just going to go over the ratings for the first half of the finale, which was the one that we just talked about. And we do have some good news. It went up from last week's 0.8 in the demographics to an 0.9 in the demographics, which is not too bad. I mean, I was hoping for a 1.0, but it was Mother's Day and I guess going up even a tenth of, the, of a degree is good. Um, so it got an 0.9 in the demographics, and it also got 2.96 million viewers. So not too bad. Not too bad at all. All right. Well, on that note, if uh, you want to hear all about the Final Battle Part 2 and our thoughts on that, you have to download... Uh, the next podcast because we're going to go deep into the final battle part two so you definitely want to download that one so that you can get all of our reactions to the final hour of the season finale so join us next time for a brand new installment of storybook weekly mirror once again here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookeweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, 
or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. My co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Good night, guys. Good night. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Storybook Weekly Mirror every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chula Radio archives. Good night. Yeah.